Hello, critics, non-critics, and friends. Welcome to the Film Optics Podcast, where we take a glance into blockbusters, indie films, and everything in between. I'm your host, Christian, and I'm joined by my partner in film, Devin. And today, we are gearing up for spooky season 2023 as we review this film, No One Will Save You. Not No One Can Save You. There we go. <laughs> I messed that up earlier. For the longest time, I was like, oh yeah, it's called No One Can Save You. And Devin's like, no, it's No One Will Save You. Luckily, I'm here to save you from the wrong title. Ah, I like what you did there. <laughs> got him. You got me. <laughs> Saving me from the wrong title, as 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 a good podcast co-host should. And on the latter half of this episode, I will be evaluating the 4K Blu-ray disc of Batman, The Mask of the Phantasm, which is another great movie to start off your spooky season 2023. As of recording this on September 25th, 2023, or 21st, excuse me. Devin, you, you know it's it's the twenty first. So do you do you remember the twenty first night? Do you remember of September? <laughs> I have not seen I haven't seen a lot of memes about that today. I was That's, very I haven't really seen memes. I've just seen it like, oh, today's the day. Here's the headline. Yeah. Well, usually this comes on September first. The whole you know Earth, Wind, and Fire September song. Because last year I remember people were like on it like white on rice. It was crazy. Like September 1st, boom. It didn't even matter if it was the 21st day of September or not. But we are two days out from the official the official day of autumn or fall. If you like to interchange, you know, fall for us here, Americans, autumn for our British um, UK listeners or everywhere else in the world <laughs> that call it autumn. Uh, I always thought that was weird. <laughs> I was like, why, why do we call it fall? My mom was like, well, the, the leaves fall on the ground. I'm like, okay. <laughs> That's cool. That's all you need. I guess so. Yeah. Us, us Americans trying to, we, we simplify everything here in, in the good U, uh, US of A altogether. But before we begin today's episode, you can listen to our podcast on podcast platforms around the internet. That includes Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. And if you are a new or seasoned listener to the show, we would love to hear from you guys. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and threads at FilmOptics, that is optics with an X, or you can email us at FilmOptics at gmail.com for any movie-related questions. Devin, how was your weekend? How's your week been since this is a Thursday? So what have you been watching and yeah, what's been going on in your life? Yeah, it's almost Friday. We, we made it. Like, I can't believe it's it's already here. I haven't really been watching much other than our, our required viewings for uh, this year podcast. I, I've just been I've just been diving into, into Starfield whenever I have free time. Wow. Wow. I've actually abandoned my mission for now because I cannot get through these space battles. I got to, like, upgrade my ship or something. It's just that's the only thing I don't like about Starfield is the, the space battle part. But. Maybe I do just need to upgrade my ship. I don't know. I, I might be able to help you out. 
Yeah, because I I have no clue <laughs> what to do there. But I'm glad you are enjoying Starfield. Well, we've been watching Ahsoka, things of that nature. I'll, I'll, that's usually a required viewing. But yeah, so I was surprised you're not like watching some hidden gem out there. Well, we are talking about a hidden gem today. At least at least my opinion of a hidden gem of no one will save you. So. As I mentioned before, we are going to be getting into our spoiler-free review of No One Will Save You. And then on the latter half, I will be evaluating the 4K Blu-ray disc of the Batman Mask of the Phantasm movie. So without further delay, we're going to get straight into the action. We'll be right back after this introduction to No One Will Save You. No One Will Save You follows a young girl named Bryn who has a darker past. She is sort of deeply hated by the town that she lives in. She is secluded and she keeps to herself. She built this bubble that she feels safe in. A few minutes into the movie, that bubble gets popped. It's absolutely terrifying. Brynn's an alien in her community. And then this other alien story happens on top of that. There's so many things I loved about playing this character. She has a major conflict. The emotions that she's going through, they were real to me. Bryn runs a lot in this movie. Brian said, I want you to run like Tom Cruise. And I thought I was a runner before this film. I am now. We throw a couple of curve balls. It's a lot of fun. And we are back. You just heard a little snippet from the Hulu original film, no one will save you. Of course, this is now streaming on Hulu of the day of this recording or the day that this recording will be released, I should say. And the writer and director of this film is both Brian Duffield. He is writing solo when it comes to directing and writing this movie and stars Caitlin Deaver, Elizabeth Kalouf and Zach Duhame. And the story or the synopsis is as follows. An exiled, anxiety-ridden homebody must battle an alien who found its way into her home. And that's pretty much the long and short of it. This is a another secret banger, at least, again, this is my opinion, my opinion only. Uh, when it comes to Hulu, they usually do a very good job of giving us the horror slash thriller films around this time of year. I believe last year, the big surprise for everyone was Prey, which is a prequel to the Predator um, franchise. And I think they definitely hit the nail on the head again this year with No One Will Save You. But I'm going to pass it over to Devin so we can give his spoiler-free thoughts on this film. So, Devin... Take it away. Yeah, going into this one, uh, I was pretty much going completely blind because I know you sent over the initial tweets that were like, oh, there's this Galen Deaver movie coming out. We should review it. And I was like, okay, never heard of it, but well, let's take a look. And um, 
I've always been interested in alien invasion movies because I feel like there aren't really enough of them. And it's because it's a very scary concept. And that's why I'm so glad Nope was a thing because he just took that and like elevated it to like a whole nother level of of alien that we couldn't even like comprehend. And then obviously there's there's signs and there's uh, Close Encounters with the Fourth Kind. And there's just a lot of a few different alien movies, but nothing too crazy. And it doesn't come out very often. So I was, I was pretty excited when I found out it was an alien invasion movie. Um, but then throughout the movie, it just kind of became messier and messier, messier. And I just was not a fan at the end of the day. Um, I think the initial, like first 30 minutes or so, the first probably third of the movie, it's pretty entertaining when the actual home invasion happens and there's this creepy alien guy and he has this fast little steps that he, that he has running after you. Like that was, that was pretty spooky, but then it feels like. The more they show of the aliens, the less scary they get because they just behind kind of become like one of them. Be- I think I think there's multiple. It's kind of hard to tell, but one of them becomes like a little like ET alien guy, like very very small alien, and he's not very scary at all. And then there's a there's one that's like a giant, tall, lanky alien. It just felt like the more they showed, the the less effective it was as far as scaring. But then the the biggest issue is that we're in 2023 and we're watching a silent film. Like, I don't understand the purpose. It's not entirely silent. (laughs) There's probably, we've definitely said more words already than there were in the whole movie. There's probably like, there's probably like 20 words in the whole movie. If that. And it's, it's not like in like, why am I blanking on the name? The movie where you can't talk. With John Krasinski. Oh, A Quiet Place. Yeah, it's not like A Quiet Place where it's a part of the plot or the story that you shouldn't be talking and there's no dialogue. It's like, in this movie, there's no reason for it. Like, what was the purpose to not have any dialogue? And then they try to kind of they try to get the story across through pictures and flashbacks, and that just really did not work. So I really still don't understand what even happened or what was happening because um, you just... You didn't. You didn't say anything, and it kind of muddied up the the plot um, for me and made it a lot harder to to get through. Okay. All right. Yeah. And, and I kind of figured. You know, we. It's always interesting when we. You know, we're talking about a film and we have like two different views on it because again, film is subjective, and that's what we love about this. Um, this this craft that we're we're a part of but uh yesterday i i kind of went to the the streets of of letterbox and i <laughs> i tweeted out my initial reaction since the uh, social embargo was up but i pretty much said uh i genuinely had an amazing time watching this movie it's a captivating 90 minute original horror film with minimal dialogue which is something i usually don't like but Caitlin Deaver does it so well with her performance. And I thought literally, literally she's carrying this, you know, entire movie because, you know, she is one, like she is the only main character. There are a few other characters in this movie, obviously outside of the aliens, but uh, I really wish we would have experienced this on the big screen. Like, I think we need more original horror like this. I think that's something me and Devin have always talked about here on the show. Um, but overall, yeah, I, I did enjoy, I liked how it was minimal dialogue and we kind of got that 
when I realized what was like first going on, I should say, I was like, oh, okay. So this is more of a, not a character study, but you know, this is Caitlin Deaver kind of doing her own thing. Like she is a phenomenal actress. You know, we've, we've pretty much watched like every single like TV show and or film that she's been in. I'm not sure if you've seen Rosalind, but that's on Hulu as well. And she is hilarious in that movie. Um, so that's definitely something you should uh, check out, Devin. Well, once once you get a chance to, but it it just it's amazing. Like I loved how it was a silent film. How it not everything was necessarily spoon fed to us at first. I was a little confused about uh, this character's past. Uh, her name is Bren, of course, played by Caitlin Deaver. And at first, I was like, okay, like I wonder if they're really going to dig into that. They cover a lot of information in an hour and 30 minute movie. And like, yeah, the aliens themselves weren't really frightening. And that wasn't really my issue with it because, you know, aliens are aliens. And, you know, like <laughs> according to the U S government, aliens are out there and they're like, Oh, here's a picture of one. And that picture that's been circling around the internet looks like a dried up version of the aliens that we got in this movie. Um, it was more about, you know, the noise and how sound affected this film, because that was a character in and of itself. So yeah, the aliens pretty much just look like longer, lankier versions of like what we've have depicted aliens to look like, um, in our society. But, I didn't really mind all of that because it was still scary on its own where like, you know, those, those flashing lights where they're trying to like beam her and stuff. It was crazy. And I was like, Oh man, like she is literally all alone and it's, it's, it's in the title. No one will save you. And that kind of rang a bell in my head. Like, how is this character? Like, what is this character's journey throughout this film? And I thought it was spontaneous. Um, I know Aaron Wright over at uh, Feel and Film, he pretty much gave it a little bit of uh, more praise as well. Uh, also by telling people to go watch Brian Duffield's first uh, directorial debut. Um, it's called Spontaneous. So I'll definitely have to check that out. But he also wrote he also wrote the first babysitter movie. Did he really? Okay, that was yeah, so he definitely knows what he's doing. But so Aaron Wright posted on Letterboxd, wanted to share his thoughts as well, because I think he enjoyed the movie as much as me. And I think people should definitely go check it out, you know, whether you're going to like it or not. You never know unless you watch it. But Aaron um, puts that this rips, uh, gets straight uh, to it and never lets up. Deaver is fantastic as the traumatized, anxiety-ridden loner being terrorized while fending off an alien invasion. The creepy effects work and sound design are extremely effective in creating an immersive, intense situations throughout. And as the narrative unfolds, you know, it kind of goes into it. It packs like an emotional punch, just like Prey 2022, like he, he mentioned in, in his initial letterbox score. So, you know, he also kind of goes on to say that Hulu has another great uh, genre hit on their hands. And he says as well that he wish he could have seen it in a theater with a full audience. So I, I definitely agree with that here. Not, you know, 
everyone is entitled to their own opinion. I think Devin's opinions are more than valid because, you know, he's he watched this movie, too. We both took a, a risk on this movie because we're like, hey, this is a movie we don't know about. I didn't know anything about it when I sent it over to Devin. I was like, hey, there's this new movie on Hulu starring Caitlin Deaver. We should watch it. And just from the poster, I didn't even watch the trailer. I was like, this looks interesting. And I think we should definitely cover it. And I'm, I'm glad we are covering it because movies like this often get overlooked since they are on a streaming platform. And unfortunately, nowadays, when it comes to streaming platforms, they are a dime a dozen sometimes when it comes to certain movies, especially if they don't get a lot of traction or marketing altogether. But yeah, I, I enjoyed this this movie and I'm heck I'll take another it doesn't have to necessarily be another sequel for this because I feel like this story wrapped up perfectly has a bit of an A24 vibe towards the end I'm not sure if you uh if you caught that Devin or felt that way while watching it towards the end but it definitely had that A24 ending vibe for me but it was eerie and I had a great time but did you have anything else you wanted to add on when it comes to our spoiler-free section of this film, I mean, I think we might have to have like a, I might have, have a and A with you after this one to go over what happened in this movie and, and with her <laughs> her background in the story because yes. I just was not even picking up anything because, like I said, I mean, I understand not not giving too much exposition through words and through telling you, but you, you got to give us something. Right, that's what I felt like was the issue. It also just felt like some some studio executive was like, "Hey, let's make a quiet place, but do aliens instead." Like that's it. Just feels like it's forced in that way because, like I said, there's no reason for there to not be dialogue. Like, it just feels like a gimmick when it's used like this, where you're looking, you're you're in a scene and and someone gets slapped, and you're like, "Okay, um, you know, you want to explain that one or?" You want to say something and then there's just nothing that comes out except like a mouth noise. And that's when it feels like it's really forced. It's almost like a stage play. So I will say, I think another movie outside of Prey that, you know, is also through Hulu or Disney, 21st Century Fox, that this movie, No One Will Save You, that this movie well uh, does remind me of is Mike Flanagan's Hush. Yeah, I've seen Hush. It's, uh, that one makes more sense to me because it's like she's deaf. So it makes sense for there to not be much dialogue. But th- this movie, there just is no reason. Hey, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. To ease her own when it comes to that, for sure. Um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, would have been nice. Sure. But at first I was like, oh, OK, I guess I just didn't mind it or I guess I got used to it. And when I got used to it, I actually kind of just liked it because I love just seeing Caitlin Deaver just, you know, do her thing and this character kind of go through the motions. Um, for me, I felt like there wasn't, there didn't, like, yeah, there could have been, like, if, you know, in retrospect, there could have been a little bit more dialogue, but I didn't, I don't, for me, I didn't think that we needed it. But yeah, we'll definitely talk about the the spoilers after <laughs> because I know you yeah, have I, didn't, I didn't mind it like the first 30 minutes or so, but then as the movie yeah. kept going, the more frustrating it just kept getting cuz it's like just give me something. <laughs> hey, fair enough. Yeah. Also I, for, kind of kind of on topic here, but 
I'm on the No One Will Save You IMDb page, and a trailer for Monsterland came up at the top. Remember that one? Oh, boy. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Uh, Hulu. Yeah. Hulu joint. Yeah. Caitlin Deaver was also in that as well. She was in a few episodes. And I think that was the actual reason why we decided <laughs> to cover that like about a year or two as well, because we're like, oh, yeah, Caitlin Deaver's in this. Like, yeah, we'll pretty much watch anything with her in it, but definitely watch Rosalind on Hulu. It's like a comedy version of Romeo and Juliet. It's pretty hilarious. Like and she she plays the best friend of Juliet and it kind of just goes off the rails, but it is very funny, but I'm glad that we were both able to experience this for what it was. You know, all the listeners out there, they're they're hearing two dichotomies of the same movie. And I think people should definitely go watch it and, you know, just just watch it on Hulu. It's, it's Everyone a great go watch movie. it and pick a side. Yeah, <laughs> we're making you pick now, <laughs> but, you know, and, and, you know, it's film is subjective. And I, I love how we're able to have these conversations where we do fall on different spectrums. Now, you know, if we were talking about extraction too, I would definitely be on the negative side. So, but not even the negative side, just as in, you know, I didn't enjoy that movie because we both saw this. We both saw the same movie, but we both got different things out of it. And I think that's what makes a film like this so good, especially with films like, I would say even The Last Jedi, it's one of the most controversial, not saying every film has to be controversial, but when it comes to how people view the movie, it's crazy and pretty amazing how one film, one film can allow people to see the same film in different ways. So I think that's, that's pretty awesome. So it's, it's amazing, but Hey, you know, for other people who may align with Devin where they don't really like silent films and that's fine. Not everyone, me and Devin don't like every single movie <laughs> the same. So it's like, Hey, you know, it's, it's all about uh, what you like and what uh, attracts you as a viewer. But we both love Caitlin Deaver and she was fantastic. <laughs> that's definitely something we can agree on 100%. So, Let's get into our final thoughts and our ratings here for No One Will Save You. So, Devin, what are your final thoughts and your rating for No One Will Save You? Yeah, final thoughts. Um, I think that the words that I'm saying in these final thoughts are more than the actual words in the movie, which is my biggest gripe. So that just kind of sums up the final thoughts. And as far as the score goes, I'd probably go with like a probably like a 55 like it wasn't horribly under like the fifties, but like just just had those issues for me. Okay. All right. Fifty-five from fifty-five out of a hundred from Devin. For me, I'm going to give this a straight up I'm I'm just gonna give it like a solid eighty out of a hundred. You know, it's it's not a perfect movie because, you know, would I like there to be more dialogue? Absolutely. But I love what we got. I love that it is original horror. And sometimes the sometimes the story beats, you know, when you are going the more silent protagonist routes, it's very important to make sure how that majority of all of your audience will receive that 
story because like Devin was saying, he's having a hard time dissecting what was going on in her life. There were a few things I was confused about, you know, when someone either gets slapped or, you know, spit on in the face that could have been explored a little bit more, but overall um, for the rush and the thrill that it was, and for the emotional journey that Bryn, AKA played by Caitlin Deaver went on, I thought it was pretty cool. And I was not expecting the ending at all. Um, but again, the ending was, it's very a 24 ish. So again, my score is an 80 out of hundred cause it is original horror. I think Hulu does a fantastic job or I should say more of 21st century Fox uh, does a fantastic job of giving us these these golden uh, nuggets around uh, spooky season, around the, the autumn, fall season. I do wish we were able to see this in theaters. I thought that would have been pretty cool. You know, not even talking about like box office. It just would have been awesome to see this and pray would have been awesome to see both of those movies in theaters. So with Devin's 55 out of 100 and my 80 out of 100, the official podcast score, we take the medium between both of our scores. So that is going to be a 67.5 out of 100 for the Film Optics Podcast. That will be our official score. That is both of our scores combined. So with all that said, that wraps up this section of our episode. If you like what you heard thus far, make sure to subscribe to our podcast on your preferred podcast platform of choice. And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and threads at Film Optics. That is Optics with an X. And don't forget to share an episode of our podcast with a fellow movie lover, whether it be your mother, your brother, or your significant other. Spread the love for the Film Optics podcast with a movie lover in need. And really quick, before we get into the second part of this episode, let's take a sneak peek at what's coming up next that we are going to be covering for the next few weeks. So upcoming releases, we're going to be covering Dumb Money, as well as the uh, Continental series, episode two and three. And we're going to be covering Ahsoka as well. Not sure if we're going to be doing a double review as we did last week, but definitely... Follow us on Twitter. We'll let you know if we decide to wait until the series finale. It just depends because there's a lot coming out and we kind of have to dance around a few things on our side. But those are a few things that you can look forward to coming out in the podcast. Now, as for things that are already out that you can listen to, you can listen to our Bottoms spoiler-free review and our The Continental Episode 1 review, which is spoiler-free. And you can listen to our double feature Ahsoka episodes three and four. So we have a few more episodes of Ahsoka to cover. But again, just follow us on Twitter and we will let you know how that will be going to be covered all together. And with all that said, we're going to get into the second half of this episode where I dissect the 4k blu-ray disc of batman the mask of the phantasm so we'll be right back after this introduction to our batman mask of the phantasm 4k blu-ray review jockey saw you ain't the bat 
are you? What do you want? Your angel of death awaits. It's vigilantism at its deadliest. How many times are we gonna let Batman cross the line? He didn't do it. Batman does not kill, period. You want him, you get him. Time to pay for your sins, Mr. Bronski. No! You're gonna pay one way or another. No, please. Give me one more day, I swear I'll get the money. This time tomorrow, we'll have the money, or I'll have your heart. And we are back with our Batman Mask of the Phantasm 4K Blu-ray review. This film is now available to purchase for the first time in 4K for the low price of $24.99 as of September 12th, 2023, available at retail stores such as Walmart, Best Buy, Amazon, Target, you name it. And this package only comes with the 4K disc and a digital code. This is, again, a trend that I've noticed that Warner Brothers is hitting for their 4K packages where they are trimming out the fat of Blu-ray. Makes me wonder, but it might just be a packaging situation going on where they are seeing more people adopting the 4K format for homes and adopting the 4K Blu-ray players for home entertainment and slowly moving away from the Blu-ray side. But before I begin today's review of this, if you are new here, welcome. This is a portion of the show where I like to gush about the importance of physical media. So I sometimes like to partner with Warner Brothers and other studios when it comes to their Blu-ray releases and tell you whether or not if this is something that you should pick up for your 4K collection. Me, myself, being a massive Batman fan, I might be a little bit biased, but I'm definitely going to give you the rundown on my initial reactions of the film altogether, as well as my picture and audio quality thoughts. And we will also get into the special features of what this 4K package has to offer. And before we dive into today's segment, I want to express my gratitude to Warner Brothers for providing me with a review copy of this disc specifically for this podcast episode. This disc was provided by Warner Brothers, and I am very grateful for them for sending this my way. So without further delay, I'm going to get into my initial reactions on this movie because I don't even think we've talked about this film on the main show or a part of a main review of ours here on Film Optics. But when it comes to Mask of the Phantasm, this is the first Batman animated series movie that we have received. And I, I must say it is something... That is special to me. It is something near and dear to my heart. And it is easily the the peak of Batman when it comes to the animated series or the peak of Batman, period. <laughs> like this movie ushered in what it meant to be Batman. It is a Batman story. It is a Bruce Wayne film and it is the gold standard for all Batman films as I've mentioned before it is something remarkable that Kevin Conroy 
and Mark Hamill returning as the Joker uh, were able to create, as well as uh, Dana Delaney, who also voices um, Lois Lane in the Superman animated series. But it it is something that everyone put their heart and soul into. We don't get movies like this anymore. Just in general, when it comes to theatrical releases, usually when it comes to animated movies, you know, it, it's always the American mindset here in the States that, oh, you know, cartoons are for kids. And this is a very dark story. This is a spooky season story. This is something that definitely gives off the fall vibes. And when it comes to Mask of the Phantasm, it's, it's just a wonderful story all around. I can sit here all day and talk about it, but if you like the Joker, if you love Batman, if you love a Batman story that is as equal to being a Bruce Wayne story, this is like, this is for you, especially after the whole Tim Burton and Michael Keaton uh, setting that benchmark for modern uh, cinematic Batman adventures. Um, this really just oozes that type of atmosphere that type this of movie came out in 1993 and like i said this is the first time atmosphere that this this film movie came out in 1993 and like i said this is the first and time i i bet this, this movie film is already, hitting and i'm very excited to and dive i to own this movie audio already the visual i'm very excited to dive into the audio in the visual for a while but of like I said, this film. is like a and pinnacle Batman gushing here for a while. But when, like I said, this when anyone's like ever talking about Batman, Batman if someone's story, asking me what my favorite Batman. When anyone's is, ever talking about Batman, it is someone's asking definitely me what my Mask of the Phantasm. I'm not even just saying is, like live action. Like this definitely Trump's Mask like of the Phantasm. I'm not even just saying like, <laughs> because live man, action. Like oh this man. Trump's like as I mentioned, this was definitely just because man, oh man. Movies, As I mentioned, you know, this was this shows Batman being a crime fighter. fighter. It shows him for being Batman. a detective. Movies, it shows you know, him being this shows a, Batman being a crime a fighter. Human, it shows him being a detective. A deeply flawed it shows him human. Being a, and man, a human, it is a wild ride. A deeply flawed I digress. Human. We're going to get and straight into man, it is a wild ride. Video I or digress. Visual We're going to get straight into this 4K Blu-ray video or the visual quality. I got to say that this is a movie when it comes to at least the video side or. I gotta say it gets better that with like either every this, release or every watch. It when it comes to Warner Brothers, and I've said this time and time again. When it comes I gotta to say them, that this is a movie when it comes to at least the video side or the visuals, it gets or better television with like show and transfer every release or every its original watch format it, into the four. When it comes formats, to Warner Brothers, and I've said this it, it time and time again. When it comes wonders, to them, they, they do a remastering job. Or when it comes taking an to older film, preserving or television show and transferring you know, minimal it from cleanup here is original well, format into the four. Formats, visuals it, of it does this wonders and they, they the, do a remarkable uh, hdr 10 which when is it comes like high dynamic to range. preserving um the grading of this you know, it's, it's minimal just, cleanup here it's just well ever so when it comes right. to like it's not oversaturated it doesn't look this too digitized it doesn't the, look overly uh, hdr 10 um, which is like the high dynamic uh, overly range. grading when it comes um, to the grading HDR of this is it's just a very dark it's story just when it ever comes so the tone and the thing it's not oversaturated it doesn't look too digitized 
atmosphere individuals where overly you know, you're in Gotham um, City. It's not uh, overly grading when it comes to the HDR because the sunshine is like a very dark story when it comes to the tone and the themes, but as well as this the atmosphere 4K transfer enhances the you know you're in you know, there's Gotham a lot of deep City. blues, reds, yo uh, yellows, gold, place of sunshine like it pretty is much over anything the bay when it comes to Batman utility or just but his higher costume. This everything 4K transfer enhances to the Joker. You know, it's, there's it's a lot just of right blues, reds, gives you uh, yellows, golds, anonymous, and spooky vibe pretty that much you're looking for. anything when and it comes to everything is utility just or just his entire fantastic. To, everything to say pops it's out, simply especially put, when it comes it does not to the Joker. Better it's, it's just than right this on point. It gives you, especially for a movie that, that came out anonymous in vibe that you're looking movie for. Is only a year and everything is older. just no. I'm sorry. Fantastic. I, to, am to say it simply put, it does not movie. get so it's very better much than a part of transfer, who I am, especially person. for a movie that came but out the visuals, in 1993. This when it comes to this 4K transfer, they're rich, they're older. beautiful. No, I'm sorry. A lot of deep I black am a year really just pop out on screen. So it's very much a part of OLED television. Who I am it is person. something, but to behold, it's it really is. And when it comes to the audio. I have to say that the audio is the probably visuals. one of the biggest when improvements it comes to 4K transfer, outside rich, of the video, beautiful. if not you have a bigger, lot of deep uh, black when it comes to really audio. just pop out on uh, screen, the track provides an OLED television, it bigger is and bolder sound, it feels to like, it, to it really is. When it comes and to Kevin Conroy's to the voice, audio, you can really I have just to say that the audio the, is probably one of the biggest in the way he's able to switch outside from his of Bruce the video, Wayne, if not bigger, voice persona uh, over when it comes to, his, to the his audio. Voice, uh, his, the track provides his Batman voice, not a much vengeance bigger voice and bolder the, sound, it where feels is he? like kind of voice. When it comes to Kevin Conroy's voice, you can really just and especially hear the bass and more presence. Everything feels way more alive. It doesn't he, feel like it's a originally. Sound. Like I said, this movie did originally come out in 1993, so it has been a while since we've had the Blu-ray release, let alone the <laughs> DVD and VH release of this movie. But it, it doesn't sound thin. It doesn't sound flat. All of the voice actors and the music, it swells. It gives this movie new meaning because audio is, if not more so, half the battle when it comes to this type of film. So hats off to the audio and the visuals when it comes to the Batman Mask of the Phantasm 4K Blu-ray release. And as far as the special features, I, I got to say it is a bit light. But in recent news, for those who are not aware, Kevin Conroy has recently passed away. And him being the voice of Batman for so many people, um, I, I have to say that he is my favorite Batman. You know, when it comes to either just animated or live action, just in general, he had that voice that effectively defined who Batman and Bruce Wayne was as a person. Um, as I'm saying this, uh, there is one special feature on the 4K disc, and it is titled Kevin Conroy, I Am the Knight. It is a loving tribute to the late Kevin Conroy, 
and it shows a collection of pretty much everything he's worked on with them in the animated series, video games, to his appearances in uh, the CW's uh, Crisis Storyline, and so many other Batman projects. And it's it's not the longest featurette in the world. I feel like it's just right, but. The featurette, when it comes to the tribute of Kevin Conroy, I, I feel like it is something that was made out of admiration um, for him and for the character. And, you know, for someone that we as a society has lo- have lost uh, too soon altogether. But um, outside of that, there are no other special features. It, it kind of feels fitting in a way. Um given the recent news of Conroy's passing, but maybe they could have thrown in a few more things, but I feel like maybe Warner Brothers just said, Hey, you know, this, um, this tribute to Kevin Conroy is probably the only thing that needs to be said when it comes to this movie. Um, this is a re-release again. This movie came out in 1993, so there isn't, too much else maybe they could have given us like an audio commentary with kevin conroy something of that nature but he is immortalized as batman uh forever on screen and when it comes to my final thoughts of this 4k package for what wonder brothers is asking for for 24.99 i gotta say i think it's it's a pretty fair price to be asking for for this type of movie it's only around an hour and 30 minutes but you know if if you are a massive batman fan and honestly if you've bought this movie before you're definitely going to buy it again that's what i have done i bought it on blu-ray a few years back and um this does stand up as a lot of people's favorites batman movie um, you know, when, when it comes to the audio and the visuals, you know, like I said, they're, they're on point. Wonder Brothers is, uh, does a very fantastic, uh, does a fantastic job, excuse me, when it comes to transferring their older, um, legacy titles. But, you know, for, for what they're asking, I, I think this is a fair price and that Kevin Conroy tribute definitely, uh, had me feeling some type of way. It is an essential story of anyone's Batman collection or just anyone's Blu-ray collection altogether because this is a work of art and I, I really wish we would get more animated Batman films in theaters like this one was, but I would highly recommend this to anyone just like even if you're not a batman fan definitely pick it up it is a great character study of bruce wayne and batman and why bruce wayne became the person that is known as the dark knight i think it is a great character study there Uh, definitely should be shown in film class as as well but if you've reached this point in our episode thank you (laughs) because I know sometimes I can ramble a little bit, but I think this is something I've been looking forward to for a long time. And I was like, man, it would really be great if Batman the Mask of Phantasm came out. And with it being Batman Day a few days ago on the 16th, it, it really does uh, kind of hits home a little bit. And it's 
perfect for uh, the autumn season that is hitting up or fall, whichever you prefer. Uh, for the fall season definitely spooky season vibes all around so i think this is something awesome for people to go revisit back in a new format so with all that said that concludes today's episode and thank you all for listening and if you enjoy our show please take a moment to leave us a five-star rating and review on apple podcasts and spotify and stay connected to our podcast or stay connected to us, I should say, by following us on Twitter and Instagram and threads for the latest updates. And as we mentioned before, don't forget to check out all of the amazing uh, contents, um, the reviews that we have coming up on the show for you guys. That was Devin earlier on, and I am Christian signing off. And remember, life is like a movie. So go out there and make it a blockbuster. <laughs>